Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, but should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. And we'll do it in three, two, one. Welcome to the Cannabis Health Radio Podcast. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. And before we get started, if you find value in this podcast, please consider making a small donation as we rely on the generosity of our listeners to keep this podcast alive. And by contributing to Cannabis Health Radio, you're helping to ensure its longevity and success. And to those who have helped us out so far, both Corey and I are extremely grateful for your kind support. Now, in the years we've been doing this, we've interviewed more than 20 people with brain cancer who have used cannabis to deal with their issue. And with the exception of only one person, all of those people are still alive. And our guest today was diagnosed with terminal brainstem cancer five years ago, which the doctor said was incurable. And joining us to tell the story is Steve Allgood of Ontario, Canada, along with his dog. Steve, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you. Thank you again. Now, Steve, it was almost three years ago when we last talked to you. How has your health been over these years? It's been, I would say, positive for the most part, but there has been some up and down times, both physical and mental. But both of those are on the up and up now, I would say. Now, when you say physical and mental, is that the mental aspect of your cancer and having to deal with that? It was a mix of of dealing with terminal brain cancer and like the, the long-term effects of that, plus the effects of COVID and the lockdowns and all of that had a, had a negative effect on, on my well-being, I would say. Yeah, it did on a lot of us too. Mm-hmm. Now, what? When let's go back to when you were first diagnosed. What did the doctors tell you about your brain cancer? Yeah, so the day I was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer, they told me it was uncurable. There's no treatments that would that would uh, benefit or or stop the growth. Radiation was the only treatment that was offered, which I did partake in. I did six weeks of radiation, as I was told, that would only alleviate my symptoms temporarily, but they would come back and I would most likely be dead within 18 months. 18 months. Now, how old were you at the time? I was 28. I'm now 33. 28. And that was about five years ago, right? Yeah. This June will be five years. Five years ago. Now, you were diagnosed two days before your wedding, mm-hmm. which was a bit of a shock. Did you consider calling off the wedding at all? I think my wife did, but we just thought, hey, what the hell, why not go through with it? <laughs> we didn't really tell everyone. Every, like half the people there were aware of the diagnosis and half the people were, were in the unknown. So it was, uh, I don't know, it was, a very, it, was, it was a very emotional day and night for me, that was for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Now, tell us uh, about the story of how you discovered cannabis as as your treatment. 
Yeah. So the day after my wedding, a friend of mine sent me a text. I think he sent me a few articles about the oil and how it's reversed tumors and eradicated cancer in many patients. That's where I first found out about it. And then my wife and mother-in-law did more research and searched the internet up and down of long-term cancer survivors and people that were cancer-free using alternative and holistic healing aspects to their cancer, I guess. And uh, that's kind of where the road started. Now, you went to, uh, you sought out the advice of Jessamine Way, who we've interviewed a number of weeks ago. Yep. And she had exactly the same cancer you did, which is brainstem cancer. And that can't be operated on, can it? No, they can't even do a, like they usually don't do a biopsy. Some cases they will. In my case, they said it was too dangerous because I would be left paralyzed, blind, or uh, or I would die from it because it's so Mm. inside the brain. Wow. So take us through uh, your discovery of cannabis and what you've been taking over the years to to help you. Yeah. So I think when we first talked a few years ago, I had mentioned that I was first getting buying the oil online and it was extremely expensive. I believe I was paying anywhere between 25 to 55 bucks a gram. And then uh, I did that for a few months. But then luckily I found a a lady that lived close to me and she had cured herself of breast, bone and brain cancer, I believe, with the oil. She was supplying me with the oil for the first little bit. And then I started growing my own plants, some very high indica plants, very high THC. And then I started making the oil myself. And I just researched um, other people online, watched videos on YouTube talk to her husband how to how he made the oil what his process was and uh, started making my own and then started yeah medicating myself with the oil and uh, supplying others that I knew that were interested in it lately I have uh, been getting the oil from another guy in Ontario that donates it for free his name's Lee Whitney I believe and uh, he's been helping a lot of people with cancer and brain cancer, breast cancer, any type of cancer. He's all over Instagram talking about how all the benefits of it and just wants to help save people. So I've been using his oil, more of a maintenance dose I take now. I don't take a gram or a gram and a half a day like I used to. It's probably two and a half grams a week I take orally. I mix that, I mix orally, like I take the the cannabis oil orally at nighttime right before bed and throughout the day I take the suppositories just because I now have two young children and being on the oil it's hard to uh, hard to function at times and parent give my full attention to my kids and uh, just where my health mm-hmm. is at where I how I physically feel I don't feel I need to be taking the full gram to gram and a half as I used to. Steve, what's the uh, status of the cancer right now? So since I talked to you guys three years ago, the tumor had showed signs that it was shrinking. I've gone for scans once a year now since 2021, I believe. And each time the tumor just shows that it's stable. There's no new growth, no new areas of, uh, yeah, it doesn't show any, uh, any issues. The, doc- the oncologists and doctors don't really go into detail with the report, so I'm kind of left 
Googling the, the medical terms and words that they put in the report. But um, I honestly don't really go from what the doctors say because, like I said, they don't really go into detail about stuff. I just go by about how I feel, and I've been feeling pretty good. Well, you know, stable, when you're dealing with something such as a brainstem tumor, that's an absolute win. Yeah. You know, yeah. just when to I, keep things stable is yeah. absolutely awesome. When they give me that news that it's stable, it's great. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Are you doing a multi-strain oil? The oil that I get from Lee, I believe he, yeah, he grows different, different strains and then mixes them all together. And uh, the suppositories, I make those myself out of my oil. And my oil is made of four different strains plus CBD. Good. Good. Good to hear that. Okay. Awesome. I don't know the exact ratio. That's okay. Uh, how, how much oil are you doing a day then, would you say, in total? I don't know the exact calculation on that because the suppositories, I don't know the exact amount in each one. I would say they're probably half a gram to three quarters of a gram each. And then uh, the oil mm. I take orally before before bed is roughly a quarter to a half a gram. Okay. Thank you. Steve, how do you feel today compared to how you felt prior to your diagnosis? Like, yeah, prior to my diagnosis, I would say I'm in a lot better health Physically, it's just the mental aspects of being a long-term terminal cancer patient is what affects me the most. But my physical mm -hmm. health, I would say, is pretty good. Just I do struggle with, with energy, maintaining like an energy level throughout the day. Yeah, I can understand the, men the mental aspect of it. It's pretty tough knowing that you have something growing on your brainstem or has grown on your brainstem that can essentially kill you if you're not careful. Mm -hmm. And that must weigh very, very heavily on you on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite hard. And especially, as I said, I have two young, young children. Children? Yeah, becoming like I became a father of two. Like uh, the first time I talked to you, I had a son. And since I've talked to you, I now have yeah. a daughter as well. So having that thought in the back of my head that, yeah, there's this there's this cancerous tumor and an unknown timeline with it. I do try my best to stay positive and, and just be the best father and parent I can be. But at times it does, it has got to me to where like, what if the cancer starts growing and what if I get sick again? And I get, I just get very negative thinking at times and it can really take me downhill. Yeah, it's not a good place to go, but it's hard not to go there when you're going through this. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any kind of type stuff, you know, like do you see a counselor or do you do yoga or meditation or anything like that to try and get your headspace into a more positive place? Or yeah, how yeah. do you overcome that? How do you overcome those feelings? Yeah, so um, I was doing yoga weekly until uh, COVID and the shutdowns happened, and that was very—I yeah. would say—that was very beneficial in my in my healing process. I still try to do it at home when I can, but it's—I'm not in the the best habit of it as of recently. I've seeked out therapy, talking to different therapists. Some were helpful, some weren't, but the most benefit 
from what I've found to, to help my mental health and keep me positive has been psilocybin psychotherapy. As I got appro- government approval to legally, legally take magic mushrooms is what most people know them as. And uh, I've been doing, I've had three sessions, three treatment sessions with a psychotherapist and those have really uh, helped rewire my brain and put me on a positive thinking path. No, there's uh, interesting books that uh, I've been reading and I think they would be helpful to you. They're by Michael Singer, who deals with the, you know, the incessant chatter that goes on in your head Mm -hmm. and how to control that. You never eliminate it, but you can really reduce the amount of chatter that goes on in your mind. And I think that would be helpful. I'll send you some information on that, Steve, and maybe that might be helpful to you. It's, uh, I can understand that, you know, dealing with brain tumor, one of the most difficult parts is the mental part. And the physical part, the cannabis oil can help you with that. But the mental part, I think, you know, based on what we've done in interviews with many people, with brain cancer, there's also the fear that your scan is coming up. What if the bloody thing has grown? And what did they call that, Corey? Scan anxiety. Anxiety. Scan anxiety. But I think that we see that across the board. Unfortunately, with people with cancer, I mean that's a huge yeah. fear that it's you know when they've been successful or they're holding it back and and then going and getting a scan. Yeah, there's always that fear. It's just like you know I'm 11 years out from cancer, but it's not uncommon for, for anybody who's had a, a serious diagnosis. Once they get a twinge or whatever, they go, oh, my God, you know, what is that? Yeah. Is that, okay? you know, because it's always in the back of your mind that it could that it could come back. And I think when you have something that's so, you know, pardon the expression here in your face, I mean, it's like right in his neck there. It's a brain tumor. You know, that's got to play on you immensely, yeah. you know. And you know it's there, you know it's stable, but for all intents and purposes, the darn thing is still sitting there. And yeah, it could take off at any time. So it's that fear of that, and it's hard to get a get control of that and be in a positive place all the time, but yet it's so important to do so. So I'm really glad to hear that you've taken the measures that you have to you know, try and get control of that aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. The the scanxiety, that's what was uh, really difficult because like I would I was going every three to four months for MRIs and yeah, I'd get that stable news, which was great news, but it would only last for about a month. And then just like you said, Corey, any little twitch in my face or headache or off balance I got, I would start having anxiety, panic attacks and like fearing the worst. So that's why I, I switched to ask, and I asked to only get a scan once a year. And then the, the psilocybin psychotherapy has really helped with me understanding that, okay, maybe every little pain or twitch in my body isn't cancer related, that it's just, those are things that happen over time. Like if I have a pain in my leg or my back sore, or I got a headache, it doesn't mean it's the tumor. It could just be, be anything. And, uh, it's been very helpful, that therapy. Good. Gee, Good. Steve, when you're our age, uh, you get those all the time. <laughs> They're just yeah. so common. Aches Can't and wait. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
tell tell us about the the the, the magic mushroom therapy. What uh, what's that? What does that entail? Yeah, like throughout my research of cannabis oil, I started coming across these articles about psychedelics for therapy for like PTSD and and depression and anxiety. And I started also reading about how mushrooms grow new neural pathways and repair brain cells. And with having brain cancer, I thought it wouldn't be a bad idea to incorporate mushrooms in my treatment. But it was incredibly hard to find a therapist and like find how to get approval, especially when you have brain cancer, like your focus and and like thinking is difficult at times. But luckily, I found this company out of Calgary that got all the government paperwork filled out and got me approved and found a doctor here in Ontario that was open to treating me. And the first session I had was last February. So the way it works is you have about three or four one-hour sessions with a psychotherapist prior to the therapy session, like prior to the, the, the session where you take the mushrooms. And you kind of like talk about all the things that are going through your head that are like causing your depression or your anxiety and and your worry. And you kind of lay them all out and like talk about what you want to work through. And then the day of the, the mushroom journey, there's like a nice little bed laid out for you, like and a nice altar and all of that. And you consume the mushrooms. The first two times it was actual like just dried raw mushrooms. And my last session was a pill of the extract. And then you take the medicine and you lay there with a playlist that the therapist has made. And for four to six hours, you're, I guess, gone, <laughs> gone into like a different realm of existence to where you, you can kind of deal with all your, I, say, I guess, mental health issues that have been holding you back. And mm-hmm the stories that you've been telling yourself in a different different way have a different aspect of look, looking at things and uh, move forward in a much more positive way. And then after the session, the next following weeks, you have about three or four follow-up sessions with that therapist to integrate what came up in the mushroom journey and how to use those those visions and and things that you've seen as as tools in your life to move forward in a positive way. Have you found it helpful? Extremely. Like I would say mushrooms have saved my life in countless ways. Something I didn't talk to you about in the first podcast was how I struggled with suicidal thoughts at times with how severely depressed I was just thinking about like when I was very, very ill, like I didn't think I was going to be how I could be a father or a husband or provide for my family. And I just got so depressed that I thought that my wife and kids would do a lot better without me around here. And the mushrooms have really, really helped save my life in that way and cured me of suicidal ideations and extreme depressive episodes. Yeah. Steve, do you do meditation at all? I was meditating on a very like every morning for probably probably close to a year and then I just mm-hmm. fell out of routine. I don't have a daily routine of it right now. I try to when I can, but it has been helpful in the past and it is something I should start doing again. Yeah, because I've read that people who meditate on a regular basis can alleviate themselves of various ailments. 
Mm-hmm. So I was thinking as you were talking, if you meditated and kind of visualized the tumor on your, your brain shrinking mm-hmm. on a daily basis and eventually eliminating uh, itself from your body, maybe that might be helpful. I don't know because everyone's different. Fair. Some people probably wouldn't do it, but I just thought given your situation in which you feel you're having mental issues which are understandable, I thought maybe that might be helpful to you. Just a thought. Mm-hmm. Anyway. No, I, I appreciate that, Ian. And you're not the first to suggest that. <laughs> it is something I, oh, I should, okay. should and need to start doing. There's a book, there's a book, great book about cancer survivors called Radical Remissions. And uh, one of the patients mm-hmm. in that book, I believe, cured himself that exact way. It took him several years, but... He did it through meditation, is what's reported in that book. Yeah. Would you, Corey has mentioned uh, that in cancer tends to grow at night, Corey. Is that, uh, did you mention? More active. More more active active and aggressive at nighttime. Yeah. And uh, suppositories are far more effective than oil or oral. Oral, pardon me. Oral oil. Oral (laughs) oil. Yeah. So I was wondering if uh, the suppositories at night would be beneficial to you, Steve. It might be uh, something I should start incorporating. And yeah, I'll start doing that because that's that's something like when I talk to. No, for sure. Yeah, because I think, Corey, was it uh, with THC, it's 100 times more effective by suppository? 100 times stronger for THC, 250 for CBD. CBD. Yeah. With rectal application. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, uh, that's just, you know, we're just kind of throwing these things out there, Steve, just to kind of trying to help you uh, get through this, which I know you're going to because you've, uh, you know, you've done five years now. Uh, the cancer's not growing, but be nice to eliminate that sucker. Yeah, for sure. Like, I was hope my goal was to be cancer free at the five year mark. So maybe the next scan that I get in November, it'll show uh, show no results of the tumor. So that's something I should be looking forward to. Steve, how does your how does your wife deal with your issue? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> she has been amazing through all of this, both both in helping with researching all the all the things we do to keep me healthy and to keep me alive. Plus just her having to deal with me on a daily basis. Um, Cause <laughs> as I said, like the, my mental health has struggled over the years and it hasn't been the easiest on her. That is for sure. And then just her as the caregiver and, and mother of our children, like she has, I'm assuming she has, terrible thoughts that go through her mind at times about like, what if this happens and like possible outcomes, but uh, she's been doing her best to stay positive. She spoke to a therapist for, for a while to, to get herself some help. And yeah, through all of this, she's been doing pretty good, I would say. Oh, that's great. When you talk to other cancer survivors, which I'm sure you do, <laughs> do they offer advice and support and encouragement that is so necessary for someone in a position that you're in? Yeah, there are some long-term survivors that I talk to that 
other than Jessamine that have the same, same tumor as I do. And yeah, just hearing kind of like what they do on the daily basis or what they've done over the years has been helpful. And then, uh, I also get a lot of people that are just newly diagnosed that reach out to me from either hearing the first podcast that I did with you guys or, or seeing my profile on social media. Mm -hmm. It helps a lot. Just like knowing that you're, I'm sharing my experience to help others and hopefully cure themselves. And, uh, knowing that there's just that community out there of people that understand what you're going through because people that aren't diagnosed or don't have major health issue just really don't understand the issues that come with that. Well, Steve, it's uh, great to talk to you. Uh, I know that uh, we'll do this again in five years and you mm -hmm. will be cancer free. And right, Corey? Absolutely. Absolutely. You'll be cancer free and possibly sooner. Possibly sooner. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, just uh, keep a positive mental attitude and know that what you're doing is the right thing. And you'll watch your kids uh, graduate from high school and go to university or trade school or whatever they want to do. Yeah, I plan. Yeah, you'll do it. Good to talk to you. And uh, we wish you all the best. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, uh, Corey. Thank you so much, Steve. Take yeah. good care, eh? We, I will. Thank you. Before we go, I want to let our listeners know that you can help us spread the word about the amazing, often life-saving health benefits of cannabis just by sharing the podcast, writing a review, or rating us. We very much appreciate uh, the help of everyone who's done that already, and we really like the five-star ratings. We'd also like to thank those of you who support the show by making a one-time donation or a monthly donation on our Patreon page, which you can do for as little as $5 a month. It helps to keep us running. You'll find out how to do that on our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Thank you for your support. It means so much to us. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, I'm Gary, and I invite you to discover the Cannabis Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast focused on a Canadian's cannabis culture. I would be the Canadian, and my cannabis passion and culture has been building for five decades. I share that passion for this wonderful plant in every episode, through conversations with cannabis advocates and enthusiasts, 
stories about the ever-changing legal environment, and some hands-on testing of product in a segment I call Cultivar Corner. The Cannabis Podcast, a Canadian's cannabis culture, one token at a time.